you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. You're listening to Our Dad's Podcast from San Diego, California. Straight edge for life, son. Yo, what's up? Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in, and thanks to you for supporting the show. Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. Uh, we put some new tunes up. That's Watusi from Humans off their album titled Noontide. Good homies of the show. We always thank them for uh, for giving us some good tunes to, uh, to rock out to on the intro and the closing of Sober Guy Radio. Also, uh, on the intro, man, we got little Lucy and Cash. My, my kids were so rad enough to uh to do a little little uh little intro action on that so really cool to hear them get them involved in that too uh we're coming to you live from innovations and recovery conference down in san diego california man this is the 10th show we've done and uh man we're rocking it here we're having a good time we're kicking it by the beach and we're meeting some damn good people out here talking some recovery so hope you guys are enjoying the content that we've been putting out this week uh, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com for past episodes, resources. You can also contact us there and you can help support the show by going there and doing that. Um, now, if you have any questions about whether you or a loved one may need some help, you can contact Foundations Recovery Network at 877-714-1318. Foundations has nationwide and residential outpatient facilities, and they can provide you a confidential assessment and review the best treatment options for you or your loved one. Let me give you that number one more time. It's 877-714-1318. I got my good homie, Tad Stringham, uh, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. If you go back to episode 97, you can hear in detail about uh, Tad's gnarly story of, uh, of recovery and redemption. Um, one of my favorite uh, favorite friends to see at the conferences here. And he's also got his homie Bodie, the parrot, with us today. Uh, so, Tad, man, thanks for sitting in and uh, stopping by and uh, uh, rapping with me for a little bit, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. What's up? You had some seafood last night, I heard? Had some seafood at the, at the fish market. <laughs> nice, dude. San Diego, good stuff. Dude, I can't beat San Diego, right? It's dude. the spot. San Diego is the spot. Amazing place. I heard you got like five surfboards in your car too, but no leash. I got five surfboards in the car. I got no leashes and I played a snag a surfboard, a paddleboard. That's what, uh, you know, I chased that thing down about five times yesterday. I was worried it was going to hit the rocks and smash, you know. So one of the times my son ran into the water and, and, uh, and grabbed it out before it, you know, went to the shore. So yeah. Yeah, we're going to go pick up some leashes and, and, and get out there. Your awesome lady, Tammy, just bought us some, uh, brought us some waters and some coffee. So thank you to Tammy for that. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, so, um, man, dude, I've been, I've been excited to chat with you, man. You have some new things going on, um, some new, new projects, uh, still helping all kinds of people out there in recovery. Um, let me just uh, let me start here for those who haven't heard episode 97. You know, in just a couple of minutes, give us a brief overview of of kind of your journey before we jump into what's going on today. All right, uh, journey was uh, I grew up just kind of bucking the system. Um, 
you know, I, I've, I've done a whole lot of work, a whole lot of personal work on, on this journey, but, you know, hope, hope, hopefully some people can relate to, uh, you know, I grew up as the black sheep. I grew up, you know, hearing what a, what a troublemaker I was and what a letdown uh, I was. And I just kind of took that persona on and, and ran with it. Um, you know, barely graduated high school and, and about a year later found myself in, in uh, a whole lot of trouble, uh, about to enter the, the state prison system uh, surrounding addictions, surrounding forgeries and, and, and committing criminal acts to support my addiction. And, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I went in, I was a, I was a 150-pound blonde-haired, blue-eyed Mormon kid that didn't serve any juvenile hard time. And so it was, a, it was an interesting go, man, especially for my first you know, year or two. I didn't know anybody in the yeah. system and you know, kind of had to fight my way to uh, what I thought would be a, a you know, respectable um, position you know, yeah. in, in the prison system. So, uh, you know, and, and continued to go back. You know, I, I, you know, I've done, like I said, a lot of research, a lot of my own work. And, and you know, it's, it's you, know, you heard that saying, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. <laughs> and and I just had yeah. signed on, man. I'd signed on that you know that I was going to be a nemesis to, to society, a nemesis of the government, or you know, yeah. whatever it was that that you know that all that garbage that I bought into that that you know I'm this is who I am, and, and this is my label. I'm a convict. I'm a yeah. I'm a troublemaker. I'm a this and I'm a that. And so um, you know, it's, it's it's been a long road, man. A long road of, of being able to to. Uh, reflect and look back you know and and some do some real good introspection you know and and uh breaking the cycle i mean that's what it is addiction or or or, you know repetitive you know prison sentences or you know in and out of jail it's it's a cycle it's you know and it and it just continues to run and and you know working with with people uh you know i hear them you know, blaming everybody and, you know, everyone's got a story for why they're fucked up. And I had one too, you know, I, how long, how long were you incarcerated total? Total was uh, about 11 years, eight months. So, um, it's a long time. It's a long time, man. And you know, I'm went through quite a bit of sexual abuse when I was growing up, a lot of physical abuse. I mean, even some religious abuse. And I, you know, I love my parents. I, I love my family. I respect and honor them completely. They are amazing people that did the very best they could with seven kids. Um, but, you know, as in doing my work and, and going to, you know, the different trauma therapies that I have, um, you know, I, I came to realize that I didn't get what I needed as a kid. And because I didn't get what I needed as a kid, uh, you know, you, you, we all come into this world needing attention, needing love. You know, and like I said, my parents had six other babies to to share that love. Not to mention, my dad was working his tail off to keep food on the table for us. And so, um, you know, like I said, it's been a real interesting ride, man. To look back at it and kind of develop yeah. a a new truth. Um, not that I'm a shitty person, and I've been a shitty person my whole life. I'm a letdown to my family. You know, all this, all of these things that used to swirl around in my head, and I'd be a liar if I said they still don't. You know, I yeah, still have inner yeah. demons, man. I'm not, sure. I'm not a guru, man. I think what, I think what makes me, uh, and, and other people for that matter, not, not that it sets me apart, but I think it's what, what's really my ability to connect with people is that, I, you know, I don't go in and pretend, yo, I'm yeah. well and you're not, and let yeah. me tell you how to be well. You know, I go in and. I think you know people can look in other people's eyes and know like yo there's pain there 
For sure. There's pain there, and, yeah. and this is somebody who's who went on a journey to, to really find themselves. Yeah. Um, but that's that's really what it was. You know, I got to a point in my life, Shane, where I either I was either going to figure out a way to be happy or I wasn't going to be here very much longer. And yeah. that's the honest truth, man. I mean, I kept going back to prison. I, I've got stab wounds, you know, 11 of them to be exact in my body. That's crazy, bro. Um, you know, and, and, but yet I kept going back. Yeah. Dude, I kept going back. I'd get out and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm shooting drugs when I got out of it. it. You know, it was, it was, but that's why I talk about the program, the repetitive thought patterns that, that continue to pervade your mind and, and, you know, those thought patterns that you get emotionally involved with and decide yeah. to follow will lead you down either crazy paths or, or paths that lead to freedom and recovery, man. But when I talk about programs, uh, a lot of people just download the program and they're almost like they're on autopilot. They don't yeah. understand. And, you know, look, I get addiction when they, when they, you know, they say there's a, there's a time when you're powerless. The thing that really frustrates me and even with working with people, man, is that when you clean up, when you get sober, when you go through that detox phase of your, of your recovery and you're clean, like my, my little brother, man, you know, I love my little brother and he can do no wrong. It doesn't matter what he does. I got his back. Yeah. My door is always open to him. And I'm, I'm afraid he's, I'm afraid we're going to get a phone call that he's not here anymore. I really, truly am. And, uh, I think as an interventionist, that's really, really been a, a crucial part of being able to help the families because in the beginning, I was just there as an advocate for the identified loved ones. Yeah. I, you know, look, man, this, this this guy's, you know, really messed up right now and, and I, I can go in and kind of bring some clarity to the situation about what he's going through. It's been real interesting over these past few years uh, being on the, the, the family side of it. And being that this is my job, I mean, I, there isn't a case that yeah. I haven't taken on. I mean, people call me and tell me some really, really crazy shit. Oh, sure, really man. crazy shit, man. And and I'm always like, well, I'll, I'll be right there. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. And and to have the abilities that I have and know that I can connect and, like, influence people. But I'm not able to do it with my own little bro. Probably somebody who's looked up to me more than anybody in this yeah. world. Yeah, that's tough. And man. I'm not able to get him to grab onto this life preserver that I'm throwing in the water. I mean, I've detoxed him three times in the last year, man. Three times. He just left me again in California. So, uh, and it's, it's crazy how, you know, like we, we have our own programs that we run, but we also have people who are close to us that we love. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm, I have a similar situation with my dad, you know, love him very much, but he just, you know, He's on his own journey, man, and he does, it doesn't matter what you know I do or what anyone else does or says or whatever. Um, it's kind of up to him to decide when he wants to take that, man. And it, it's tough watching him go through shit when I know that there's a better life for him. You for know? sure. So, I mean, I'm sure that's kind of uh, the same same boat with your bro. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And and you know, it's it, it's an interesting spot that interventionists are in today, man, because. You know, here I believe we've got one of the toughest jobs. I mean, I used to work on an oil rig, man. I mean, that was you know, you're busting your yeah, hump, it's hard dude. ass work. It's so hard ass work. work. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. There are times when I'm on intervention chain, and I'm like, dude, I miss the oil rig work, man, because yeah. it is so it's so difficult. Because it's true, like your your dad does need it is his journey, 
it's and and it's not your journey yeah. it's it's their journey and and to to rob them of their journey like you, you know some people are are here you know to some people aren't supposed to wake up out of this i don't think man some people are supposed to supposed to uh i don't know man i be a be a i don't even know what the right word i'm looking for is but but I mean, look how many people have lost their battle, man. Yeah. I mean, I know firsthand from people that were close to me that, I mean, I can tell you that the way that I deal with suicide is completely and totally different um, because I I was really close to a guy that was actually in my program and I was friends with him growing up in Mission Viejo and he was telling his family all the time, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to kill myself. And they are tortured and they would try and get me to go and look drive around hotels to try and find this guy and i tell him i'm not doing it yeah i'm not doing it if it, there's nothing that you or i can if this guy's going to take himself out there's nothing that you or i can do i mean and, and understand i wasn't like that right off the bat i did go looking at hotels i did go yeah. but it got to be where it was a regular thing and i was starting to get fed up with it man you get so wrapped up in it too in their own stuff and um you know, you put a lot of energy, time, sometimes money into that. And uh, not that it's not worth it, but it's not worth it if they're not willing to, to, to you know, grab, like you said, grab that life grab preserver. That life going preserver. Out to. One of the things I want to bring up, uh, too, that you said earlier, um, you kind of started off with, you know, I've been, I've been through some stuff, but I love my parents so much and they're good. Mm. They always did the best they could. And, dude, I can't tell you how many times in conversations on, on podcasts and interviews and stuff when that question has came up for me and I've always had to kind of start with that too like hey I, I know we went through some shit but I love my parents they did the best they could and what I'm kind of getting at here is um, do you find that being able to accept because for a while those things used to beat me up they used to control me right my past that victim mentality I guess and once I embrace those and I said, hey, man, this kind of made me who I am today. It helped me to get over them. And also by talking about them, too, have you found like just like some some solace and, um, and, and peace in accepting that stuff and understanding that it made you who you are today and work, put you where you're at today and been able to kind of help you move on from some of those things from the past? Absolutely. I mean, what, what you just said there was genius, man. It's it's you know, we, we you, you can't love yourself and hate the journey that shaped you. Mm -hmm. it's it's so you you have to embrace it. It, yeah. it it's what is it's it's your history it's your but but it doesn't define you as a person yeah but you know again we we come into this world uh, especially in america and we want to please our parents right i mean that's we're all we're that's that's what happens man you 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 know if you it's a it's a punishment and reward system yeah you behave you get the you get the you know the fish you don't behave you don't get the fish man. <laughs> you ain't eating go do a flip you know you, you, and if you don't do the flip yeah. you get no fish so but but yeah you know when i talk about the the journey you know when i went to the meadows um survivors one it's a workshop there they've been doing trauma work at the meadows for over 100 years i mean there's pictures on the wall of people doing their trauma work the the it was an old cattle ranch and Where's they, it at? it's in the it's in um Wickenburg, Arizona. Wickenburg, it's, Arizona. It's called the Meadows, man. I mean, there, Pia Melody is is a pioneer, is an amazing uh, trauma worker, and that's whose that's whose model it's based off of. I mean, it was life changing, life changing because I went in there and I would defend my parents. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, uh, no, I had a good life. I had a good upbringing. I had, I got all that I needed, and and 
you know, my therapist was able to stop me and say, hey, we're not demonizing your parents. That's not what we're doing here. But if you're not going to be willing to look at whether or not you got all that you needed as a child or not, you know, I've talked, they, they started getting me into, you know, well, what happened? Why were you a bad kid? I said, well, I, well, I stole a lot. I yeah. stole anything that wasn't bolted down. And, you know, they, well, why do did, why did kids steal? No parent tells their kids, yeah, it's all right sometimes. Yeah, go steal. It's cool. You want that Snickers more than that store does? Then, yeah, it's okay. Put it in your pocket. Make sure no one sees you. Like, yeah. come on, man. No parent. Parents are telling their kids don't steal. So why do some kids steal and when some don't? When did you don't? start stealing? Like, what, what's the first? Do you Early. remember the first thing you stole or like around that time? I don't, dude. No. I remember. But I mean, dude, if if it wasn't bolted down, yeah. it was going in my at pockets. A, at an early age. And and it was, it was, and I do outrageous things, man. I do. I, I mean, I went and painted like neighborhood cars with paint. And I was a kid, dude. I was like nine or 10, yeah. bro. When I went to Wickenburg, they helped me understand that, that if you understand the trauma, it explains the behavior. Okay. If you don't understand the trauma, you go through this life believing you're a piece of shit. You go through this life yeah. believing that you're somehow different because you've, you've bucked the system. I get it now. I get it now that my journey on this planet was to be somebody that wasn't wanting to conform that saw this thing as a program that you know a hundred years ago all this stuff that we're tripping on right now as a people we weren't even tripping on yeah. it wasn't even yeah. real it's man-made dude yeah it's sure. all man-made and i love technology i love we put people on the moon and but dude we have we have disconnected from each other as a people yeah i mean i went to new york to do some filming a couple months ago and was that for the documentary? Last time we talked, you were working on a documentary. You're about to work it's on a, something. Or? Yeah, I mean, it, it's still something that's in the works. Yeah. It's still not. I mean, I, dude, I've been in something that's in the works with TV for like <laughs> ten years now, bro. So It'll like, stay happen. tuned, right? Yeah. You know, whether. It, but I was in New York, bro, and and everybody there's got their headphones in and their heads down. There is. Like I like of, smiling at people. I like fucking robots, though, dude. And I'm guilty of it at times too. So no, I got head, you know, headphones on a lot, but. Yeah. Well, I you mean, look, I mean, look around, man. Look, yeah. I even, even with my own kids, my mm -hmm. own kids, man, we'll be in our living room watching a movie together and I'll just kind of like slowly glance around my living room. Yeah. They're in their phones, dude. Yeah. And the ones that are in their phones, we're in a TV screen and we didn't grow up like that, man. No. That's not our generation. Is that crazy to think about that? Like yeah. only 30 years ago, there weren't computers, dude, a cell phone. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, my kids don't get that they go they asked me uh they asked Je lucy asked jess and i one time she goes hey mom uh what was it like back in the olden days i said first <laughs> of all thanks a lot i'm not that damn old but uh yeah we didn't have ipads and and cell phones to do you know we we, we were outside climbing trees and i sound like an old old man now but you know we were we were out doing stuff and it's funny you bring that up because i was driving past i can't remember if it was a um i can't remember where it was at now but there was a group uh, group in the parking lot of like six dudes, grown men. These are, gr you know, grown dudes. They're standing in what looked like a, a pretty perfect circle and every single one of them is on their phone. And I just drove by real quick and I just, I happened to notice it and I just went, wow, these dudes, you know, here's, here's six grown men standing in a circle, all locked into their technology. And, uh, and like I said, I'm not trying to sound like I'm on some higher thing because I'm guilty of it too. And I have, I'm, I have to be very conscious of the time I'm on my phone. Plus, you know, we do, a lot of us have to use technology for work too. And I think that's where it can get mis, uh, 
you know, misguided a little bit. Oh, I'm locked in. I'm just working. I'm just working. I'm just working. And then before you know it, you've been locked in into your phone or your computer for all day, man. And it's, I think it does something to us uh, mentally, you know, from that spiritual uh, con or per place too. It messes it up. Absolutely. I mean, I, I completely agree. I got a, I got a buddy that's a, a wine salesman. Mm -hmm. um, cool guy. He uh, was actually I, I'm in federal prison with him, but but uh, he doesn't have a cell phone, man. Yeah, I, I mean, this so guy's gangster, a professional. Dude. I don't have a cell that phone. That is gangster, dude. <laughs> I, we, yeah. He was he was at the at the spa with me. This new thing was new venture we're working on. He was in the tub. Yeah. He said, I don't, "I don't have one of those, man." Write me a letter, motherfucker, dude. <laughs> you remember when we were kids? The phone would ring. We would all take off after the phone, yeah. praying it was for us. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the olden days, man. Oh, yeah. The answering machine and all. Yeah. It, that is just it, it's it's a totally different if world it, that if we it's live important, in. Important, I'll leave a message. Sit your <laughs> ass down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, definitely different, man. Um, what so what what's what else is up, man? What new what new projects are, are you working on? I know we kind of started talking about it. I didn't get all the details yet, but you got some new projects coming up. Um, what's going on with that? Yeah, well, you know, we uh, I, I know that you know that that um, you know I'm a, a huge advocate for CBD. Yeah. Um, I really really believe that it's it's something that you know i understand the, the the opinions that have been formed about this you know about marijuana I, I i understand it i know that that certain people have gone to great lengths to make sure that that uh you know it 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 got the reputation of being the gateway drug and 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 you know all all of the other hard drugs were were led into by yeah and i and look man i i you know, this little brother I was just talking about a minute ago who's now on heroin, I, I kicked him out of my house 10 years ago because he wouldn't stop smoking weed. Like, I used to have really, really strong opinions about this stuff. Yeah. You know, this isn't, I'm, I'm not a lifelong Cheech and Chong. I'm not, you, you know, the, you know, I smoked weed in high school. Uh, you know, did it lead to other stuff? I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of, you know, I think that to say that is to, like, say that, like, masturbation is the you know gateway act for rape like you know of course there's no heroin <laughs> addict that's, that didn't yeah, start concept, with a joint yeah. like i get it i understand that but but so anyway in in the whole my whole ventures with the whole cbd and and, and medicinal marijuana thing that's especially being a, a drug and alcohol interventionist it's been kind of interesting man to to uh you know go on this journey but you know i'd rather be i'd rather be hated for who i am than love yeah. for who i'm not and you know, I even there's a family that I worked with. I, I really, really love this family. And you know, before I'd come out about it, like all the way out about it, where I'm like, look, it's time we look into this. Uh, this mom sent me a private message and said, I cannot support you if you're. I have friends that I, t I, I scream from the rooftops about how amazing you are. And this is a guy that I was with her son when he shattered his bong, his oh, his weed wow. bong. So like, yeah. you know, well, a lot of, a lot of people don't know though too that CBD doesn't have high levels of THC correct. to get you high. It's not going to it's not going to get you high. So to my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong cuz I'm still learning about this this stuff, you know, as of recently, the CBD actually comes from the stock. You know, we got uh, Bo uh, Bodhi's uh, Bodhi feathers. Shedding but, yeah, everywhere. yeah, yeah Bodhi's part of the conversation for sure too, <laughs> man. He's ki he's kicking it. He's this Coast yeah. weather's got him picking feathers. There's feathers all over he's this so, whole room so right rad. now. He's right. But uh, but yeah, but a lot of people don't don't know that that the CBD there's no there's no, nothing to get you high in there. And and so you and I kind of talked about this yesterday. Actually, we actually we talked about it a little bit on on the episode with you and Tammy too. Um, 
you know, I recently am, am working through, you know, right now, a torn underneath my rotator cuff, right? So ibuprofen hasn't been helping. I went to the doctor. They gave me a, um, and this was just last week, they gave me a cortisone shot. Um, you know, I, I got to get an MRI, all this stuff, and, and nothing is helping. And my wife has been a, a, a very big supporter of CBD oil for her migraines. And we have a friend, uh, Eco Chic in Backerville, uh, uh, Chrissy, and she, she gets a lot of the products there. And um, she goes, why don't you try it? Like, just try it on your, on your arm. So I got a roll you know, a roller on my arm yeah. and it's been helping, man. It's been relaxing in there. It's been helping with some of the pain. Um, so, you know, and obviously how many people use it for, uh, you know, for cancer, for all kinds of stuff. So, um, I mean, what, well, what's your take on it? You, you take it from there because I want to hear kind of what, how you're using it, how you've been advocating for it. And let's help educate some folks out there at least, um, a little bit more about it. I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I am a I am a huge advocate for it. Um, you know, we we uh, there, there's there's so many different benefits. You know, of CBD, one of the one of the, the best things that CBD does is repairs neural pathways. So anybody that you know, um, you know, Parkinson's and and MS and all of these different cancer, the list goes on and on. Man, it is it is, and and so where I'm at with it, Shane, is that. And I believe that it's happening. I, I believe that we as a people are starting to, you know, like you with your shoulder. I don't know what's going on with your shoulder, but I yeah. can tell you from experience that our medical industry wants to operate first. And, and well, most of them, I'm not speaking for all of them, most of them, uh, you know, they, they want to kind of practice medicine in, in the way that, that, you know, look, there, it's, 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 downtime it's pain pills it's yeah uh and that's kind of protocol man that's well what it. about when you just went in the other day share, share your story just when you went in the other day and they tried yeah, to so yeah shit. so i was at my farmhouse in oregon man and i i was i was working on trying to get my kitchen sink out or putting a new sink in and and had a, a pry bar on the on the sink and i was prying it up and a piece of porcelain went in my eye so for a couple oh. of days, oh man, it was painful. Oh, it was I painful, bet, dude. dude. And I'm, I, was, I was trying to be tough, but I knew something was in there. But anyway, so we went to the, I finally just went to the ER. It was nighttime. I, eyes been bugging me. But I went in there and the, and the doc wrote me a script for, for 20 Norcos. Uh, didn't talk to me about it. Didn't, um, didn't ask if I had any, ever had any kind of addiction issues. Didn't ask me if I was familiar with what opiates were and, and you know, if I knew that they were going to be addictive, meaning physically addictive meaning that my body yeah. is going to go through not just that i'm going to want them because they numb everything and make you feel warm and fuzzy inside i'm talking about a true physical addiction where your yeah. body is going to have a response when you stop taking these things yeah. where you said you used to wake up and pop five of them oh, just dude. to get up for the day right norcos, norcos were my thing man yeah. i mean i would norcos were my yeah i mean i was doing i was working for a for a i was doing construction i was doing a thing called trash outs you know there was a whole real estate dive was going on in Riverside yeah. County and I was doing where you know people were getting evicted and they would just walk away from their home so I was doing what's called trash out so you're just lifting heavy stuff into yeah. the back of a truck and yeah I would I would wake I set my alarm about a half an hour before I'd want to wake up I'd wake up and pop five Norcos and, and get up a half an hour from then feeling nice and good going and doing more damage man you're doing more damage to yourself I mean, these pain yeah. pills are blocking these yeah. we have pain I mean the human body's amazing Shane it's amazing dude like so, so how has CBD and medical marijuana, how has it came in um, and, and really 
really provided an alternative to some of these opiates and stuff that are basically killing people? Man, it, 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 I tell everybody that if, if you have a strong opinion about, about medicinal marijuana, um, it would change if you got a chance to see what it does to people that are suffering from acute withdrawal syndrome. If you saw people who were shaking, and especially if it's somebody that you love, yeah, it's one thing. I, mean, I'm, I love all humans, but I'm saying if it's somebody that you are directly connected to, a family member, for instance, that is literally going through hell, um, uh, diarrhea, vomiting, shaking, uh, anyone who's ever gone through any kind of an opiate withdrawal knows what I'm talking about, and you can give them this plant-based material that that has no psychoactive effect at all um and it's and it's in high doses basically able to almost eliminate those symptoms i'm not saying they're comfy i'm not saying they're doing cartwheels in the living room man i'm saying they're not running to the toilet they're not sleeping on the bathroom floor because they don't want to crap their pants they're not sleeping on the bed because they don't want to they don't want to puke um but you know, I was talking about that. I was talking about my buddy Brandon, who you know used to have me running around the mountain checking hotels, and because he kept saying he's going to kill himself. Yeah. I got a phone call in Big Bear one day, man, and it was his mom. And this dude shot himself in the face in a park in St. George, Utah. He did it. He killed it. He took he himself finally out. Did it. This he is finally, this is your homie. This is the guy earlier. I was talking about earlier. Oh, that when wow. I said that, I have changed my approach. When I talk to families about suicide, I've changed my approach. Yeah. When I think about my own little brother who's out there in the battle right now, um, you know, my little brother came to my house in Palm Springs uh, a month ago. I detoxed him, uh, and he and he told me he wanted to go get on methadone or Suboxone, and I told him it's not happening. I'm not yeah. doing it. Why would you? I mean, I I, I use. You know, my own product, man. I mean, the CBD and, and, and yeah. THC. It's not. So what, ex- it's- so what does that look like for for somebody? Um, you know, and, and I, this is this question is for me too. I'm really curious, and I know others out there listening probably are too. When you detox somebody off of that, what does that process look like? What's the amounts that you would give somebody? I'm sure it varies between their the severity of their condition or whatever. But like just a general case, like what would something like that look like? Well, I I get my stuff out of uh, out of Portland. I know some people that. Um, Ma and Pa, they're really, really cool people. They, I mean, they, they have amazing success stories with with what they've been able to do yeah. uh, with their, uh, you know, extracted oils and whatnot. And so I get my I get my CBD oil out of Portland, and and you know it it, it does. It depends on that you know how long they've been, whether they're shooting it or not. Whether they, and and I don't I won't I'm not willing to try and help anybody. I mean help them meaning like get them into a hospital. But yeah, if yeah. they're on benzos or they're on alcohol, you know, which is really really dangerous to come off. Um, but if they're on if they're on opiates, man, I mean I load them up. Yeah. I load them up. I mean you you know people don't overdose on the stuff. Yeah. And so I load them up and and you really you, you knock them down. I mean that's the. So do, the, do they smoke it though, or do they eat it? Is it just preference? Yeah, eat it. Eat it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not even a fan of smoking, man. Yeah. I mean, you're you're yeah. you're introducing tar into your lungs. For yeah. I'm not a fan of smoking. Any and you can ingest it. You can you can eat it. You yeah. can you you know I I mean I put it in, 
in uh, little clear capsules. It, it comes in like a little syringe, you know, without the needle. And it, it looks yeah. like heroin is what it looks like. It's huh. like that black tar. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you buy better stuff. It, the, the stuff that I get out of Portland, they have clear CBD oil that's been processed even more and, and even cleaner. If it's yeah. dark like that, it has plant material in it. But, uh, you know, I don't mind that. This stuff, it, it, it grows right out of the ground, man. And, it, and, and it's strong. It's powerful. It's important. And I'm talking about, because I do use THC with the CBD. That, that, that was my next question for you, I actually. do use, yeah. So yes. how does that, what's what's like the ratio to that? Or is it, does that um, just depend I, on, on? It really all depends yeah. on what kind of oil they have. Because I'm not able to get the same exact stuff each time, you yeah. know? And so, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've run into some really good, and there's Difference. I mean, we're not just talking about CBD and 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 THC. We're yeah. talking about THCA, uh, CBDA, CBC, CBG. There's so yeah. CBNs. There's so many different things that, that, and and we are really starting to test this stuff and yeah. get some answers. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, look, I know the opinions that people have, and I know they're strong, and I respect them. I don't sure. ever try and push this off onto anybody. I mean, when people call me for help or call me for advice even i tell them look you don't have to do thc if you yeah. don't want to do thc but if you go into a detox if you go into somewhere they're going to give you probably trazodone yeah. they're going to give you sometimes a benzo some volume uh they're probably going to give you something to help you sleep i mean they're gonna they're gonna give you they're gonna load you up too. they're gonna Just give you chemicals yeah. man yeah. and and I'm not faulting them for it. We're all in this fight together, man. I, you know, I don't think that, that anybody, and if you are in this industry and you're not in it for the right reasons, you get fronted out pretty quickly. The, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, it's true, dude. Sure. I love it. Yeah. I love coming to these conferences because you hear all the drama and crazy shit going yeah, on. But, but, you know, look, man, if, if your heart's not in the right place yeah. and, and you're doing this kind of work, you're going to be selling cars shortly. Because... Well, yeah, uh, sell, yeah, you got to wear a short tie to sell cars too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right, what, so, what's the difference between uh, CBD and THC to someone who, who might not know? So, the difference between THC and CBD is that uh, I mean, THC is is has a psychoactive effect, and, and and CBD doesn't. So, they're they're I mean, CBD is is from the hemp plant. So, I mean, basically, what CBD is 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 marijuana without the THC. So, it's yeah. got to be like 0. 0.3 or less. So, you know, we're involved in a venture in Oregon where we're actually growing hemp. No THC at all. Uh, uh, what does that look like? There's a plant bud, so it doesn't bud. It does bud. It's, oh, it, it still it, does. It bud. does. It's kind of in really. So, and, That's and, and we're growing so indoor. We're growing indoor CBD, okay. and then we're doing outdoor industrial hemp. Which I mean, America was built yeah. on hemp, and, and a lot of people you need to go and do your homework. It's not. You know, I was thinking about that on my way over here. What am I going to talk about? What am I, you know, I've read, I've been reading all these statistics. I try and stay, and I went to a conference in Aspen a few months ago that, that, you know, I mean, these, if you do your homework, you see that these big corporations right now are buying up CBD oil. Are you familiar? Are you, are you hip to all this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, keep going. Yeah, These keep going. big yeah. corporations are buying up CBD. Why is that? Yeah. Why is this, man? You know, and, and. It's, I, I believe it's the next big thing. I really so, do. I, see, I, 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 know that, um, I know that there are some big corporations that have bought, a, or they, they, I don't know when, if it was recent. I'm assuming that they've owned this land for a while, but up in Humboldt County in Northern California, they've plotted out huge, massive, from um, massive, you know, 
pieces of land up there to grow up there. And so I'm not, I don't know exactly what corporations, I don't want to say the ones I right. heard because I don't, it's just somebody who told sure. me, but I'm sure that that's the, and like you said, why is that? Well, what's the battle between big pharma though? And and CBD and medical marijuana, you know, where does that fall in line? Cause you're taken away from that product. Just like we were talking about the Norcos. Well, if we start prescribing people CBD and medical marijuana, that's taking money out of that back end system of opiates, right? Absolutely. Or pills. So I think that's, and I'm not an expert on it by any means, but it seems to me that that is where there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of friction between that. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the, you know, the two biggest financial supporters of, of, quashing yeah. medical marijuana getting out is big alcohol and big pharma so you know it's it's that's why I say that you know I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist I don't want to be you know one of these dudes that's always oh they're trying to keep us down but look man follow the money oh yeah follow the money it's 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 uh you know when they invented, invented the term conspiracy theorist I found out from uh, the JFK assassination. So if you question the narrative of why JFK was assassinated, which I don't, I don't believe what we were told was correct in that. Um, I think it was all bullshit. Um, they invented that term. Um, and to my knowledge, it was the CIA who invented that term. They invented it so that way, whenever any situation occurs and you simply question a narrative that you're told, you are looking like a tinfoil hat wearing motherfucker and they can immediately yeah. say he's an addict. He was on drugs. He's fucking crazy. You know, so we're, we're losing that. And, and a lot of people are becoming hip to this now, which mm. is awesome, man. We're seeing a lot of minds wake up, mm. uh, which is great. Um, but it's, you know, we have to question stuff. And you said a, a huge thing. Follow the money, man on the back and you got to do your research though too. You know, it's up to us as individuals. I told my daughter that and I said, look, babe, I don't want you I want you, you know, you trust me and mommy, but when I, when we tell you something, go look, you know, when you get older, obviously she's only eight, so I'm not letting her on Google, but go look it up for yourself. You know, go, f don't, don't believe everything here. Go find out for yourself and make your own educated opinion because they want a bunch of fucking sheep. So I'm just going to leave it at that before I start going on a tangent, uh, but dude. feel free to go into as much as you would like. Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I, there's a whole bunch of quotes, um, you know, that the Buddha said that I really respect one of the one of the or was it the boot i'm not anyway i, I believe it was that one said, of those smart question dudes. everything mm -hmm. even if i say it question everything i mean yeah. look man I, i'm going off on a tangent here but you know i grew up really strict lds really strict mormon um and and in in my breaking away from the mormon church i've had a few conversations with my family about what it's about and you know i, I say that that imagine if the mormon church imagine if the parents of the mormon church could tell their kids this is what we believe. We have done our research, we've done our homework, and we've made a, an educated decision that this is the way we are going to lead our life. Yeah. We want for you to go on your own quest for truth, and we're going to stand behind you as your family, as your parents, as people who love and honor you as a very intelligent being yeah. to find truth for yourself and whatever that is. And if it's what we believe, cool. And if it's not what we believe, cool i would man i think it would be such a such a powerful and the only reason i'm i'm not i'm not bad mouth in the mormon church what i'm saying is i, I i'm speaking on that because i have experience sure sure i think um, it's fair and so and and i think it's really the same way man it's it's the same way with with the whole with the whole medical marijuana thing is yeah. that you know 90,000 people every single year die from alcohol related deaths 
whether it's DUIs or alcohol poisoning or liver failure, you know, all of these different things that, that 88,000, I'm rounding up, but yeah. uh, every year and, and no one's saying a word about it, man. Yeah. No one's saying a word about it. And all of these people are, that's why I say, follow the money, man. Follow well, the did, money. Didn't they, do, didn't they do away though with, um, uh, uh, with cannabis because it was putting uh, it, there was a threat to a different industry from cannabis, cannabis and that's why they made it illegal and demonized it like I, I don't I don't remember what I, I mean it, there's there's different theories and, and you know like I said the, the Declaration of Independence was written on hemp yeah. paper man there are yeah, so many I didn't finish my thought a minute ago that outdoor we're doing industrial hemp which is can be used for hempcrete and clothing and paper and puts nitrogen back into the soil man like this stuff is not just good for our bodies it's good for mother earth dude like they are have you heard about what's going on over there in chernobyl no no what? dude they are planting hemp fields over in chernobyl and it is cleaning the air man it is pulling the radiation really? hemp dude yeah. and these are that's why i say follow the money man i mean there are some people who are making a home why are we still driving cars around with gasoline dude yeah why the technology's here. Yeah. Well, the it's, technology's it, there. The, the te- technology's there, but you got these Texas oil tycoons and people in Dubai that are like, fuck you, you're yeah. not getting rid of this stuff. <laughs> you understand? Like, my, yeah. you know what I mean? We eat caviar twice a day because, yeah. I mean, come on, man. We're destroying our planet, dude. We're destroying Mother Earth, and we need to, as a society, yeah. understand that look around, look around. We're the only species on the planet that is fucking shit up, dude the human being take the human being off of mother earth and this thing starts to like and and i I mean there's a good push going on for this dude there's you know outside of of the cannabis thing i'm talking about us waking up as a society where look maybe maybe there is some stuff going on i mean why is chemotherapy the only drug where doctors actually make money prescribing it to their patients you know they buy it wholesale and then resell it and make money dude Wait a second, man. Wait a minute. I mean, I lost somebody because of cancer, dude. My dad isn't here anymore because he had cancer. I'm one of these motherfuckers that is saying, look, dude, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to have intelligent conversations with with, with you about it. But I don't have to argue with you. We have cannabinoid receptors in our body. Go argue with God. We have stuff. We have been hardwired to receive this stuff, man. Like, it's not a... We have, but we also, and we have opioid receptors as well. And look, I'm not bad mouthing opiates. I'm saying that the way that opiates are prescribed and used in our world. Yeah, and I was, I, I was going to say because I think that there's, you know, there's obviously a, a, a certain use and a need for opiates and for oh, certain absolutely. things. I mean, when they're when, when they're used in the in the right way, um, they're they can work miracles. But you know what we're saying is being abused and just uh, abused and just like the doctor said here you go i don't i didn't even check if you have any history of addiction or or, or narco abuse uh, here's 20 pills well, knock and, yourself and, out and look you know, man were not, opiates ever intended to be a long term use no they were a short term anybody yeah. who's ever known anyone who's been addicted to opiates yeah was that intended to be a long term use thing and it, and that's what i'm saying is that our 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 protocol for treating for treating i mean look dude it's it's and it's not just you know, these, these veterans, man, these guys that are going over. I mean, these are guys from Vacaville. These are guys from American Fork. These are guys from Provo. They, they didn't grow up throwing rocks and bottles at tanks. 
okay? They grew up, they went to high school, they chased girls, they blow-dried their hair. They put, I'm serious, dude. Like, that's what we do. We, we care about the way we look here. Yeah. And you put these guys and you, you equip them. They're machines, dude. I mean, you, you, you get in our, and I love our military, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be American. I am down, dude. Like, I am grateful. This is an amazing country, and we're doing a lot of good stuff. Does that mean we're perfect? Hell no. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful for where I'm at and for yeah. and for the for the freedoms that we do enjoy. Yeah. Um, but but man, they're prescribing these dudes Xanax. You're talking about our, our I'm veterans. I'm talking about our veterans that PTSD are too. And, yeah, yeah, dude. I got a guy. In fact, he's here at the conference. I would love for you to, in, dude. You want to, he- bro? There's a dude here right now. I, I hope you don't mind telling his story. I, um, I'm, I'm not even going to say his name. Yeah, that's cool. A year ago, uh-huh. I can show you my messages on my phone. A year ago, this guy was begging me to help save his life. Okay. He was, he was, this guy's special forces. I was going to say he's a veteran. This guy is a badass, dude, yeah. like a, a, a badass. Um, I think he was served six or seven tours. Damn. I mean, I've got, he's got pictures on his Facebook page of him pooping in a combat zone. He's like, <laughs> yo, to all the, I mean, this guy's, I, I mean, got a family, yeah. good looking, easy to talk to. This guy was suicidal, bro. This guy was going to take himself out last year, Shane. I was on the phone with my people trying to get this dude in somewhere. I was going to bring him to my house in Oregon, but we were just acquiring the farm. There was so much going on that I wasn't into in a place where I could bring this guy and welcome him into my home, which is usually what I do, man. Like, yeah. yo, dude, you're somebody who really wants to get better. Like, if I can see it in their eyes and hear it in their voice, man, that, like, you want to get better, you know, like that, like that, uh, motivational speaker says you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe man and that's the truth if you don't want to get off dope if your parents are sending you here because they want to get you off that no dude i'll I'll put you somewhere and i'll just life coach you from a distance anyway this guy was suicidal bro and and he's here he's working as a rep for another i stayed in contact with him he went to a treatment center for six months we were actually trying to do some stuff together with some TV stuff. Uh, did you to know he was going to be here? Did you just I had into no. Him? You just ran into him. Bro, I saw him yesterday, so and we made eye contact, and I like yeah. kind of just walked. And he's looking at me, and I'm like, "Why isn't he saying hi to me?" Yeah, I know, but but I was talking to some other people. It was just we were both just kind of. <laughs> is that dude? Yeah, I would love him. if you yeah. want to get this guy on the show. I would love to. I'm telling yeah, let's you. Let's try to find him. Let's try to find him. He is a. Uh, He's an advocate, dude. He's yeah. an ad, and he's somebody like they, okay. Well, they wanted me to do a TV show. They wanted to get me a motorhome and, and have me go across the country, dealing with helping veterans. Yeah, that's badass, dude. It was badass, and I love our military, dude. Yeah. I respect these fools, man. But I just I felt like I was being put in a position that I I, I wasn't uh, equipped to handle. You know, so I mean, I, I've got stab wounds. I've been in I've yeah. been in some crazy situations, man. Well, I was but, gonna say, but you 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 can relate to that. You can relate to that um, that that uh, form of PTSD. From what, from I think one I can relate, but yeah. I, I just felt like I was an imposter. What do you mean? I just felt like I was I was like I don't even know what those guys went through, man. Like my boy yeah. Keith, uh, I won't say his last name, but I say yeah. my boy Keith yeah. told me he can't even go to a barbecue, man, because they some bombs went off, and a little girl, a two-year-old little girl. Uh, Got and, yeah, and he was just, carrying her, and her skin was melting onto him. And anytime he's at a barbecue, that's the smell that he gets. I mean, this dude is legitimately yeah. fucked up, man. Yeah. Legitimately has stuff that go through, you know, talking to me about when he's at a barbecue and he has, and, and those smells hit his nostrils, it sends him immediately into a PTSD moment where he's shaking, where he can't think, cl- like 
It's real, bro. It's real. And we're prescribing these dudes something that takes your fear away. You ever taken Xanax? Um, Yes. Dude. Sorry. The shit is crazy. Yeah. The shit is crazy. It with alcohol, though. So, like, it was more or less like a... Yeah, I I used to mix them. And I, I, I didn't... I was never, just for the record, I never, like had tons of Xanax and pop Xanax, but if there was a Xanax around and I was drinking, sure, I'll take a Xanax. You know, and bro, these kids are, I mean, I was just working with a kid who told me he eats 15 Xanax a day. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. And it's like a, it's a, it's a recipe for, uh, for death too on that from what I understand yes. because you, you mix those two um, and it can stop your heart in, in its tracks basically. Yeah. Well, and uh, I've heard the same thing yeah. and, and in doing the research that I've done, you know, this, this Keith, I got him involved in this project that I was working on and kind of nominated him to be the guy that would be willing to go out and, but he, you know, he's going through some of his own personal stuff at the time, yeah. but, but, uh, how's he doing now? Oh, bro, he's, bro. He's, I mean, he's doing great. He's doing awesome, man. He's yeah. working for, I mean, I told, I, and I went up to him yesterday and told him what a fucking difference a year makes, bro. Damn, that's crazy. It was a year ago, Shane. Yeah. It was a year ago this dude was was thinking about taking himself out, man. And, you know, these military guys, especially these special forces dudes, you know, I'm not saying all military. Like, they, they teach you to tap into your to your manhood, dude. I mean, these guys are yeah. beasts, bro. I mean, here we are in Coronado where the SEALs train. Well, dude, I was going to say, we we have been we watched them last year. We watched them this year. Hell, we, and dude. It's, yeah, it's, those it's, guys are it's animals, insane, bro. Man. They're animals. I mean, those guys are... Pitch black, deal, pitch black, bro. and they're out coming in from you know the ocean on on the dinghies, man, holding them up. <laughs> My lady and, and Cash, we were out there on the deck by, and we were watching the other night. And I'm just going, man, that takes that's some special some special mindset. But I don't care how strong your mind is and how strong of a man you are physically, mentally, you have that special thing. Going through what what your homeboy went through, you know, carrying a little girl like that, like that. I just don't feel like as humans we're designed to see that shit and yeah. to feel that kind of stuff, man. Like I can't imagine what that does, um, you know, to your mind and to your spirit too. Sure. And so how do you recover from something? How do you like that, recover you know? from something like that yeah. when? And now, you know, we 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 understand. You know, people throw that word around a lot. Trauma. What is trauma? You know, I I, I have trauma. He has trauma. He had a traumatic event. Uh, a trauma response. What does that mean, dude? Yeah. What is trauma? You know, and when I started going and doing my own work, man, and you start to hear, you know, the nuts and bolts of trauma, that trauma is fragments that live in your body and float around. And one of your sense perceptions, you know, the guy that did some research and a guy said he was walking down the street one time and a car slammed on its brakes. And the next thing he knew, he woke up and he was on the ground shaking and shivering. He had no idea what it was that brought him from being in an upright position completely conscious and, and, and aware of what was going on to any fetal position shaking uncontrollably he had a trauma response he was hit by a car when he was a kid oh wow so there and this is I mean this they've done so you know Judy Crane's involved in this and, and brain mapping and John West and the guest house and, and the meadows and, and there's yeah. on site there's so many we're starting to discover that wait a minute this trauma stuff isn't just people who who are you know claiming to be stuck in one place uh, and, and can't get over it you know because yeah. then you have the people that will get over it stop it well how, <laughs> yeah, how do you, how get, do over you get over yeah, not being able to drive by a burger king not being able to walk to and and, and and go to a beach because they're they're barbecuing on the like think about yeah. that man yeah. put yourself in that dude's shoes and be able to look at reality for a minute from from his lenses dude how do you put the pieces back together and and to have i mean i was talking to him about this shane he 
you know, most dudes don't talk like this, man. Oh, yeah, most dudes sure. don't talk you know, about who, their who feelings. Who would want to talk about that Come, shit? Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, Keith, you know, he told me, I don't know what it is about you, man, but I can, I, I feel like I can just talk to you. I feel like yeah. I can. And to hear him talking about like the, the thought processes that go on, well, the, the trauma responses that go on in his body. These people are walking around every day, man. And these people went and served our country nobly, dude. They went and like yeah. put their necks on the line. You can say whatever you want that our politicians, because I don't believe that we should be sticking our nose and everything. But hey, whatever, dude, whatever. Let, let's move past that and look at a kid who grew up in Northern California. I think that's where he's from. Anyway, uh, that decided to join the military, yeah. realized once he was in the military that he's got something in him that sets him apart, went into special forces, combat infantry. So not just, spe I mean, oh, yeah. this he's dude saw yeah. some shit, man. And he's got a kid himself. Yeah. I mean, bro, he was, he was, I mean, I was, I'm, I was worried about him, dude, that he was going to put a gun in his mouth and pull the trigger. Like 46 of them do, mm. or, or, I don't know if that number's right. I'm, I'm well, it's a lot, though. No, it's okay. It's, no, a, it's lot, okay. It's a, it's a lot, yeah. It's a lot. I think it's 46 opiate addicts die a day. I think it's, I don't know what it is for, for our veterans, but whatever whatever it is, dude. It's too, you, one, it's too, too many. fucking many, yeah. man. When you know anybody and when you know their family. So, so hey, what, well, well, what finally, what, what finally has been working for Keith for, um, you know, obviously it's not benzos and, and, and opiates that they're being prescribed. The veterans are being prescribed. That's not working. So what, you know, what has been working for him or what works in those situations? If, if we're not going to specifically talk about him, what are we thinking? I, you know, I, I, Keith's a leader, man. Yeah. He's a leader. I, I mean, I, you know, when I met Keith, he was, he was the, uh, strength and conditioning guy. Um, at, at a treatment center up in Lake Arrowhead, that uh, well, Serenity Lodge. Oh, it, I mean, and that—that's how I met Keith. Yeah. Um, I mean, the dude's jacked. He's, you know, he's—he's he's, I mean, special forces. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's badass. Looks, man. Yeah, he looks it's like he looks like that. You know, the sniper, the Keith. <laughs> yeah. You know, Kyle. Uh, what's that guy's name? Man? Chris gonna, Kyle. Chris Kyle. Yeah. So, and and just for the record, then too, if Keith ever listens to this, I don't know if we'll if we we'll end up chatting today. Uh, but uh, that's a that's a open invitation for him okay. to ever come on. I'd love to talk to oh, him and dude, hear his story so if he's ever interested bro. in sharing okay. it. But, but yeah. So what so what do you think has been working for him though? Strength and conditioning coach. That's where you met him. Has he just been staying? Well, he active? went. Well, he went. Like, he went on this journey. Yeah. Of his after that strength. I mean, he, you know, when I met the dude, I'm, I was looking at a guy who who was a leader. Yeah, for sure. Who, oh, you know, these kids saying. were yeah. all looking up to this dude. Yeah. I was somebody who was like, this dude's got his yeah. shit together, he's man. Like, yeah. he's a badass. Yeah. Like, you know, he walks like a badass. He talk, You know, he's a, he's a badass, yeah. dude. Um, and to hear him, you know, on the other end, and in the beginning when he reached out to me, uh, Shane, he was like apologetic. Like he felt stupid for, for, Burdening me, I was gonna say, yeah, was a burden with yeah, with his true. and and I'm, bro. I, I felt honored, you know, to, to be in a position where where, you know, this dude was telling me the things that he was telling me. But personally, I think I'm, you know, might sound cliche, but you want out of this, you want out of your own darkness. Start doing your own homework. Start doing and some real shit. You gotta get. You gotta. You gotta put the. You gotta put the dope down. You gotta put the drink down, and and, and you gotta really go within, man. You gotta uh, yeah. do some do some homework, man. Put you know, in the, work. You, you do. Know. You gotta yeah. put in some work, and and when you do that, you gotta look over your shoulder, not not to keep looking back at your own past. Look over your shoulder and grab the hand of the next motherfucker, man, who's yeah. going through their shit. Yeah. Because it's that service work. It is, man. And once you start to realize, dude, that other people are going through even more than you're going through. And that we are all connected, dude. That it is one. 
And that if you can feel other people and the pain that they're going through, it somehow lightens your own, man. And I don't know if it's not from looking at somebody and, and being like, oh, look at this guy. He's more fucked up than I am. You know, I used to watch Datelines because I'm like, hey, I'm not as fucked up as I think I am. Look at these yeah. motherfuckers. They're crazy motherfuckers. But, but you know, I think that it's, it's their strength in the, in the struggle, dude. There, and, and, you know, I've always said, like, pain understands pain. You know, when you can go and just hold space with somebody, like, I'm not here to give you answers, man. Yeah. I'm not here to, to, to say the words that you need to hear to make that pain in your heart stop hurting. What I'm here to do, dude, is unite myself with you, that you ain't alone. Yeah. You're not alone in this, man. And, and, and I know you feel alone. I know you feel like a fucker. But the truth of the matter is that that's not true, dude. Yes. That's not true. That anyone and and I and bro, I was telling Keith all this stuff last year. You know, he's telling me I'm a, I've I've ruined two families. I'm I've I've dragged people down. I mean, just giving himself the business, man. And I'm like, Keith, if you're somebody who who loves Keith, what's their story? I know that's your story right now, bro. I respect it. I'm not here to tell you it's wrong. It's your journey, and I, I'm gonna honor it. But I'm I am asking you to ask yourself is that the truth for people who love Keith man yeah well I think that's one of the the toughest things um, is to uh, where's my family there what's up guys we can come on in Um, is is to give give ourselves grace you know I know I struggled with that for a minute is to give myself grace about things even since I've said this a couple of times in the podcast but even since I was a kid always hard on myself even into adulthood but we gotta give ourselves give ourselves some grace what's up guys all right. Come back in just a few. Like five minutes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. That little boy, bro. He's, he's, the, he's so funny, man. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. They're all awesome. Oh, gosh. It's great that I get to bring them down here and they oh. hang out, man. Big, big thanks to Foundations for letting us come down and do this, too, man. Just for sitting in here and having these great conversations, man. It's a great conversation we just had, man. And I, I love I it. I really appreciate you coming on and hanging out and, uh, and doing the thing. And, and, and your work, man, it's just fucking awesome bro like you love what you do right i love what i do i do I mean, I it's love not an I easy do. job either. i talked to brian o'shea yesterday and uh you know about interventions and stuff too and i said man you guys got the hardest damn job because you're at you're on the front lines you're helping the people who a lot of the time don't, don't want to be want helped help. yeah so how do you even i mean navigating around that shit is dude. not easy and, man. and so mad props all right right on man i appreciate that dude thanks yeah. for having me and yeah. and always good talking with you dude there, i mean there, there's some cool things going on in this industry there's some cool things yeah. going on in our world and and i think they're starting to get tied in together man and, and, it, yeah. and it's really cool to see and, and be a part of so yeah. thank you where uh so if folks want to reach out to you they want to find more info about you uh number one i i, I would encourage you before uh tad lets us know that go back and listen to episode 97 you can hear uh, tad's full story on there it's an amazing story and uh it's fucking crazy actually but uh yeah check that out and then tad where can folks find you at uh my cell phone number is 541-709-4735 uh or they can call the hotlines 866-96-SOBER uh that's 866-967-6237 uh, I'm currently uh, collaborating with the with the treatment center out in Desert Hot Springs, um, that was designed to be a, a alternative for for cancer patients. And there are so many similarities when you're, you know, people who are addicted and they're and, and they're coming off of off of hard drugs. Uh, there there needs to be some serious uh, work done with the human body. You know, yeah. we're toxic as a people. Yeah. Fast food, GMOs. Uh, uh, 
trans fats, free radicals. Like we are, we are toxic as a people. Our water is, dude. I mean, come oh, yeah. on, man. So, you know, there's there's these this place out there is is absolutely amazing. It's called Living Longer Recovery, and it is it is going to be the business. Nice, it, is, I, it is amazing. I mean, tubs that you, I mean, you know, the, the San Andreas Fault's been rubbing up against each other for, you know, 80 million years. Yeah. That's where that water's drawn from, dude. We are right on the fault line in DHS. So you, you're bringing water right from Mother Earth. They've got an oxygen chamber. They've been treating alcoholism in, in Russia since like the 50s or 60s with really? oxygen. Cha- yeah, so, I mean, dude, there's, this is a, I mean, and, and it's a crystal palace. You know, I hooked yeah. you up with some crystals. It's yeah, a yeah, crystal. Thank you for that, by the, way. the dude who is the owner um, was it was a miner his whole life in Brazil, and literally the whole place is amethyst, jade, rose quartz. It is a, it's That's dude, badass. Dude. Oh man, it, it's yeah, amazing. You, you gave me, you gave me the uh, the flyer here, man. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'll come see us, dude. Come yeah, see us and check Springs, it out. California. Make sure you got your earthquake preparation kit That's too. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. And you can also, uh, folks, you can check it out uh, www awakenindustries.net uh, there's some more info on there tad man thanks again my brother i appreciate it man dude much love Shane. thank yeah. you yeah thanks for tuning in today uh coming to you from innovations in recovery in uh, san diego california big thanks to foundations for having us out check us out at that thank you for tuning in today check out all the episodes we've done it's been a great time peace love respect and keep your blood clean and bye bro bodie bodie see you later buddy peace